Well, welcome variants from across the multiverse to Geekverse Reactions. I am your host as always, Caleb Keller, and joining alongside me is none other than DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. How are you doing, good sir? I'm just moving and grooving over here, man. I, it's been, I told you before we went live, I, uh-huh. it's not been a bad day. It's just been a long day. Sure. And sure. I, I needed that music tonight to kind of get me get my not my spirits up but to kind of wake me up a little bit if you know sure. what I mean. Yeah, yeah i mean as soon as you hear that music i mean you're ready yeah. to go i it's am first time i will say like I struggle though internally every time before we we start recording with Geekverse reactions because I have to stop myself from saying Ugnots and Jawas. Like <laughs> I literally just had yeah. to do it there. Like my wheels are, are cranking every single second until I start yeah. speaking because I'm like, okay, don't say Ugnots, don't say Jawas, and uh, I have to stop myself every single time. I love but it. with that said, I, I mean, if if this is the first time you've ever heard our voices with Geekverse reactions, just know that our first and primary thing is mando talk which is a star wars focused show podcast news a review anything and everything star wars so check that out i can't wait for thursday when we go live to discuss the recent star wars stuff uh and something like is happening right now i mean carl weathers is just teasing with all of our star wars uh goodness going on right now he's saying that he's fixing to start shooting season three for the mandalorian so i can't wait to talk about that on Thursday, but that's not why we're here tonight. Tonight, we're here for things away from Star Wars. Uh, We try to hold off. Obviously, Star Wars is going to creep in. It's doing it right now, but we hold off and we we move away from that on Tuesday nights. Right now, tonight, we are talking about Marvel stuff. Uh, We've got DC. DC Fandom is coming this weekend, so if you're coming in here live, let us know uh, what you hope to expect to see from that event, and we'll talk about it here on air. But other than that, really, I don't have anything else to say, except I'm excited to get into this. DJ, do you have anything else you want to say to the peeps, potentially, before we get to the news? If you work for the TVA, um, let me know if I am an actual variant, because I would like to know what what's happening in, in my yeah. other lives. I think that'd be a lot of fun to find out. Man, speaking of the TVA, I wish we had Geekverse reactions rolling whenever Loki oh, was coming out, because yes. I would have had so much fun talking about that show on a weekly basis. Oh, it would have been I'm a blast. Really, I'm really dying for some live action Marvel television content yeah. uh it i would, do know i mean obviously yeah. hawkeye is coming soon but yeah. i'm afraid that that's not gonna like have the weekly speculation that like loki well, and wandavision and others have had now i say that i hope i'm completely wrong but maybe think, that's just I the vibe you, that i'm getting i think you're gonna end up being a little bit wrong i hope that. yeah because we, we haven't seen a whole lot from hawkeye just yet as far as the tv world goes but mm-hmm. i think we're gonna we're in for some really neat stuff i kind of felt the same way about uh winter soldier uh and falcon mm-hmm. but after about the second i think episode i was like okay i'm in like you, you got me i think that's how hawkeye is gonna go yeah i guess that's like my pre-game hawkeye speculation i don't know fair enough Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, listen, let's get to some of the news segments that we have uh, to discuss on this week's edition of Geekverse Reactions. Uh, DJ, why don't you hit me with the small stuff? Hit me up with the things that that didn't really make the cut as far as our main topics, but definitely some important things to talk about nonetheless. What do we have? Sure. And this one, honestly, you're going to be the one to hit us with all of the good stuff here. So I'm just going to I'm just going to throw it out there. We've gotten that. 
uh, House of the Dragon teaser that came out last week. Let's go. <laughs> and if you're a listener at Gee vs. Mando, you know how big of a Game of Thrones fan Caleb Keller is. So let me, if you will, ask you these couple of questions. You being our resident sure. Game of Thrones fanatic. House Stark My watch begins. There it is. <laughs> House Stark flag is seen in the House of the Dragon teaser. What does that like trigger in your mind? Hmm. Well, okay, maybe this is where maybe I need to read the books, but I want to okay. say that it's heavily alluded in the show that there used to be a relationship between those two houses, the Targaryen house and the Stark house, like a healthy relationship. Okay. Uh I might be wrong in that, but I do know that at some point they did have a relationship going. So seeing the House Stark flag, for me, that excites me because, I mean, in the teaser trailer, it reveals that it's only 200 years prior to the mm. Game of Thrones events. In my opinion, that's not a long time as far as story goes. I mean, sure, it's yeah. we're not going to see any familiar characters or anything, but the connections, I think, are going to be easily made with that 200 number. So as soon as I heard about this, because admittedly, and you can go check out my reaction, I did not notice the House Stark flag initially. Uh, but admittedly, once I saw people talking about it, I went back and saw it. It makes sense. It makes sense for them to make those type of connections between the two uh, shows. Well, even connectivity across any kind of a franchise is always a good time and always makes for a greater story as yeah. star wars fans we know all about that well here's our second game of thrones related uh question uh, not really question but you know kind of pointing it out valerian steel swords seen mm. in the house of dragon teaser as well caleb how do you feel about that being another connection Oh, it's massive. I mean, with House of the Dragon, obviously, we are alluded to believe that this is focused on the Targaryens, and these type of swords are believed to be forged with dragon fire, which totally makes sense because that's, that's who's in power right yeah. now is the Targaryens. Yeah. They're they're literally their signet, or I forget what it, it might be called signet in Game of Thrones. I'm still Mandalorian terms here. Uh, their house <laughs> sigil, whatever it's called. Uh, is a yeah. dragon and they ride dragons so the fact that they're bringing those swords in 100 makes sense uh and it's also very exciting because they're the best swords out there in the Ooh. game of thrones franchise i was about to the say game of thrones are franchise. you sure I knew, about that i knew me saying that <laughs> would get your lord of the rings thing you know whoa, whoa, going whoa, whoa. So well let me retrag it's it, they're the best canonically well, in game of thrones <laughs> i mean if you have swords made by dragons and then you have swords made by elves who let's face it are basically uh eternal cannot die angels sure. that's what they are so i like the i like the dichotomy there it's a lot of fun that well, would be uh, a good debate maybe we need to have a geek verse reactions debate one day about which sword is the okay. best across the border that, you would probably win because i know you're very passionate about swords and, man, and knives and weaponry well, but it, it's who just knows? <laughs> it's a fun thing to discuss i feel like and, sure, and here's sure. and I, I added this in our notes just before we went live tonight and i figured why not i'm gonna ask myself dj okay <laughs> yes yes dj <laughs> what makes a cool sword like what makes a sword a cool sword and caleb i you know hearing your perspective from the game of thrones end of things might be genuine here too and of course first of all it will be genuine but yeah. secondly i think it'd be it would behoove us to maybe even have this discussion if we ever do that uh mm -hmm. which type of sword is better debate but for me it's three things it's the ability to behead your opponent facts i mean it has to you got to be able to chop heads off 
uh, can you wield it from horseback or mm. dragon back? I don't think I've ever heard someone say that before, but it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Or, or its ability to even slay a dragon. That's that's in there somewhere. Um, look at Take. Gan. Looking at Gandalf. What's that? I was going to say in the Game of Thrones realm of things, it takes something special to pierce through the dragon skin. So I don't know. If, Ooh, if I wonder a... where he got that from. <laughs> the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally, it's durability against suits of armor, whether they be steel or chainmail. I think it's important. Mm. So, Caleb, any any what makes a sword a cool sword? Uh, for me, maybe because I'm not like deep into the sword or like the functionality that's of all that's of them. Fair, that's fair. For me, what makes the sword the coolest is who is welding that sword. Oh, that's a fair point. That's a let fair me point. that. There's my there's yeah, my that's addition to that conversation. <laughs> that's pretty because like if you were to put Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber in the hands go of Star Wars <laughs> of Yoda, it just wouldn't make sense. Like it just I, right. it wouldn't. I get what you're saying. Well. Hey, if you're out there and you're listening and you would like to discuss further sword topics, give us some sword topics, not only to discuss, but tell us what you think makes a sword a cool sword. There we go. Sword yeah. talk. Now, here's our uh, <laughs> here's the uh, next small stuff. All right. We've we've discussed a little bit of James Bond here on the pod Bond. recently. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> uh, shaken, not stud. But anyway. Have you seen uh, the new one, No Time no to Die? No Time to yet? Die. I have not seen it. I've had no time to see No Time to Die. That's where I'm <laughs> exactly. at. I mean, I have heard things as far as the box office success of it. Yeah. Uh, relatively international, it did well, but I don't think domestically here in the States, it's performing as well as they had hoped. I know it's not Venom, Let There Be Carnage numbers, but regardless, if you're yeah. a James, James Bond fan, fan, go check out that film if you haven't seen it yet. Eventually, I'll get around to seeing it. I, yeah. I, I love Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think where we have our Batman, who is our Batman, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people would say, this is my James Bond. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Craig is definitely my James Bond. Yeah. But um, all that being said, there's always speculation about who will be the next James Bond. Mm. Probably even more speculation than who will be the next Batman, because it's really, I think it's really hard to say who will be the next Batman. But James Bond maybe almost as difficult to say and the one that's floated around a lot over the last few years has been what if idris elba mm. plays uh james bond and a lot of people have always you know kind of thrown that out there he's a british actor you know he has the physique of a bond type character you know yeah. but but he is 50 years old mm -hmm. you know and it's once you get up there in those years it's kind of harder to do bond spectacular things so sure so what do you think about um, would would you like to see Idris Elba potentially become James Bond, even though he flat out says, hey, I'm not going to be James Bond? Well, I think it would be interesting to see him portray the character. I think he would actually probably bring something to Bond that hasn't been brought to James Bond before. And that's yeah. what I always like to see. I think I've even talked about that with our Batman character discussions, like each iteration, each portrayal brings something new. And that's really my hope for whoever brings James Bond to life next is uh, to just bring something new to the character. I think Daniel Craig has done that. Uh, admittedly, I think what has helped Daniel Craig a lot is just modern technology as far as how you can shoot stuff. Uh, but yeah. regardless, I will say this, though, as far as James Bond, and I think maybe our very first Geekverse reactions when we were talking about different franchises, this may have been brought up or, or somewhere along the way. Yeah, I do think 
they need to pause with bond for a little bit and just try to recalibrate and, and figure out how to make, and, and I'm not somebody that thinks the franchise is dying or anything like that, but they need to figure out a way to make it like fresh and feel new yeah. again. Uh, so we'll see. And, and I think once they get ready to do that, I do think that Idris Elba will be out of kind of age for that character. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, yeah, let it breathe. And definitely we will like when, when, Daniel Craig took it on. He was a young guy. You know, he couldn't have been 30 something. I mean, right. you know, to, and he, he's played the character since what, 2004, five. Yeah, it's been somewhere. a minute. It's been I mean, a minute. <laughs> and so that's a long time to be James Bond. I mean, Pierce Brosnan was Bond for the nineties, but like mm-hmm. we're spanning over multiple decades almost here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so now let's go into this next question. I think is very interesting. Uh, okay. Who would, who would we want to see, um, uh, play 007? Like, who mm. do you think could play 007? I'm horrible at this. If I'm being honest, I am terrible at fan casting. <laughs> fan ca- no. Yeah. Uh, I would need to see like a list of potentials out there and then I would give my vote. I can't really off the dome come yeah. up with one though. I, well, I came up with one that okay. I've heard other uh, on from different podcasts. I heard uh, the stunt coordinator for Rise of Skywalker was also a stunt double in one of the Pierce Brosnan Bond films. Her mm-hmm. name was Eunice, although I don't remember her last name. She said that she thinks John Boyega would make a great James Bond. Mm. And when you kind of step back and look at his career and and kind of just objectively look at him as a physical actor especially that you know lightsaber fight with adam driver and tfa yeah i think i think he'd make a good james bond i'd have to agree with her on that um but then the only other name that i could think of off the top of my head that would bring in people you know put butts in the seats as i like Mm -hmm. to say timothy chalamet i could see him Mm. maybe being tried out as bond but like still i think we're like we're like several pounds of muscle away. Yeah, we're we're uh, yeah. We need a physique update, upgrade on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm not here to you know shame or you do no, whatever as far as thing. people's people's looks go. I just think I don't know. Although, when I see I, him, I don't think Bond. But hey, if he portray, yeah. if he was to you know crush the the audition, hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, one other thing I do not see Timothy Chalamet as is Willy Wonka and. <laughs> Dude. Could, Good I actually God. liked it. Oh, good Lord. No, I actually liked it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm one of those people who I saw Gene Wilder first. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people our age didn't. I feel like a lot really? of people saw, well, people I grew up with had never seen it. And they were like, oh, Johnny Depp is, he is Willy Wonka. No. And I'm like, he is no. not Willy Wonka. So if he can do better than Gene Wilder, which is, yeah. a, is asking a lot. Yeah, you know, is. that that would be really cool. Well, those are our small uh, news topics there off the top, even a little added bonus with some Willy Wonka information. Um, you know, you tell us in the comments what your favorite Wonka candy is. All right. And because, you know, you, there's a lot of Wonka candy out there, you know, there I mean, is. I mean, sweet tarts, nerds, those are Wonka candies. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, there you go. And then you got gobstoppers and just Wonka chocolate even exist. Well, see, I, I thought that there for a minute Wonka was bought out by somebody. I think I don't even know if Wonka's a, a thing. I never thought it was, but I know no, that at one point. At one point it was for sure. Oh, okay. I, but yeah, it's, 
I was just at some of... point I think they were bought out, but I feel like there may be a comeback okay. though. Who knows? Well, I don't if know. this if this does <laughs> if this does well, Nestle or somebody needs to jump on that. But anyway, sure. you tell us what you think about anything we've talked about so far, or Willy Wonka, who whatever. That's what we're here for. It's Geekverse. You can be geeky yeah. about whatever you want. <laughs> oh, I'm dying, man. I didn't think we were going into Willy Wonka bar <laughs> analysis tonight. Some, I mean, sometimes you just have to break down. The Candyman sequence. <laughs> sure. sure. Oh man, whole, let's just do a whole episode just about Willy Wonka. That's it. It's just let's do it. Wonka. <laughs> what do you even call Wonka fans? I don't even. I don't, there's no telling. They don't have a name. They don't need a name. Willy Wonkians. I don't know. <laughs> Wonk. Wonk zonks. <laughs> Wonk zonks. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, oh, man. <laughs> that's all the small news there that we wanted to, to discuss this week. But let's get into our main topics. Uh, and the first one up is all about. Well, not all about, but it's got something to do with the Batman. <laughs> As always here, we are bat suit crazy, and it has been reported that both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are reprising their roles as the Cape Crusader in the upcoming The Flash movie. Now, I do think at this point, based off of these uh, comments that we're fixing to hit, it's 1000% happening. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So speaking with Variety, Ben Affleck said, it was a really nice way to revisit that as the prior experience had been difficult. This was really lovely, really fun. Now, in the notes, you know, we have this question here that says, do we believe the difficult experience, quote unquote, uh, was in relation to the mixed bag of drama surrounding Justice League? There definitely was some behind the scenes drama with Justice League yes. and, and directors changing and things of that nature. But I think... I think that when he's talking about, you know, his difficult experience, I think he had some personal things that he was going through as far as like relationships and it, potentially it, was it his divorce with something uh, like Picard? that yeah. and maybe other things kind of came into play. So overall, though, I do think I'm not somebody that like reads, you know, latest drama as far as celebrities go, but I do think. Affleck is now at a better state of mind to where he can now enjoy the character of Batman a little bit more. And I don't think all the focus is on his portrayal of Batman. So he's able to relax with the role. And I also think that was part of it too. I think the expectation and the meaning yeah. of being Batman was also something that he had voiced. He kind of struggled with a lot. So I think all of that really like the justice league stuff, his personal things he was going through and just the expectation of being Batman. I think all of that stuff, the first go around was weighed really heavy on him. And I think maybe with this portrayal, it not being as crucial to the story, you know, that's without seeing it yet, but it seems like it would be that way uh, that he'd be able to enjoy this experience a little bit more. DJ, what do you have to say about Ben Affleck, Batflex's uh, return? Yeah. I, I hadn't considered the personal issues in there you know I, I i tend to not like you said i don't focus on the celebrity drama a ton right. i just unless it's like huge like and there, you don't you have to like at least talk about you know mm -hmm. i don't very rarely ever even jump into that but i do remember that being something now that you say that i remember being oh man i hate that for them and, and all that yeah. gets, all that stuff but you know <clears throat> as far as where we're at post justice league post snyderverse stuff um i i honestly think 
yeah, he's probably referring to a lot of that, what you said, but I think he's definitely referring to just the, whatever the heck was going on behind the scenes at Warner brothers. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I have since retracted my tweet, but I was just mad at Warner mm. brothers. And when the Snyder cut came out, I was on Twitter, like a lot of people. And I was like, there you go. Warner brothers. That's what you should have done. You know? I mean, I was just like sure. Warner brother, like Warner brothers going to see my tweet, you know, but I was just like, <laughs> Hey, you, you guys, know. you guys, I mean, they really truly like messed it up. And when mm. Zack Snyder came back and delivered the Snyderverse the way he did, it it, it was just cinematic gold. I mean, it, and it was beautiful. I mean, there's nothing about that movie that was bad. Yeah. And even the bits that were slow, I was like, this is fantastic. So I, I think Ben Affleck is probably looking forward to a time when he doesn't have to deal with the insanity that was whatever mm. the heck was going on behind the scenes at warner brothers you know sure and that's and honestly i think that they messed it up so bad they had no choice but to release the snyder cut you know mm. and once the fans jumped on and were like we want this and we want it because you messed up warner brothers maybe not in so many words said hey you're right we'll own up to that well yeah. let's let's fix the mistake and move forward so hopefully you know with ben affleck returns it'll it'll all go a whole lot uh, better for him yeah and i will say before we move away to our other batman portrayal in this film uh having ben affleck come back i'm very excited for it i think he looks great as batman and i was super bummed whenever we learned that his own batman film was canceled yeah. uh, and wasn't gonna happen so i'm glad that we're getting another chance for ben affleck to be batman and i hope I don't hope. I think it's going to be great. What do you think? I mean, I, he's no, there's nothing blocking him anymore. I feel mm -hmm. like, and if there is something blocking him, it's, I mean, it's only going to be Michael Keaton, but like not in a bad way. Yeah. You know, the only thing that could get in the way of his portrayal of Batman is Michael Keaton returning as Batman. And I, I think even that is, it, that's even up in the air as it is because sure. it's two, it's two Batman in one movie like it's yeah. going to be awesome so i don't I care so. they they could have resurrected adam west from the dead and said here you go <laughs> that have been fine with, I, I mean hey it works yeah. out for me and yeah. it's not the first time we've seen that kind of happen you know looking at rogue one and other things definitely well you know let us know those of you out there what you think about ben affleck making a return as the batman in the flash film but we have our other batman speaking on this upcoming film and dj why don't you tell us about sure. what michael keaton is saying and what he's potentially up to yeah yeah so he appeared on the late show uh i think it, that's that's a stephen colbert if i remember mm. correctly and he's he's talking about this new hulu series he's got coming out called dope sick which i've i've actually heard nothing about this until until this so i mean good on the late show for getting hulu's word out there on this kind of stuff but he was asked about the flash and specifically asked whether or not he still fit into the Batman costume. We got to remember this the last time this guy played Batman was like 1990, 1991, yeah. something like that. So it's been a long time, uh, 30 years, you know? So the fact that he's come this, come back this far, he says to Stephen Colbert about whether or not it, it fit. He goes, felt as ever, same dimensions, same fitting. And the truth is Michael Keaton is a small dude. Mm -hmm. so like it wasn't that hard to believe that he could still fit into it i mean i i remember if you go on to like the dark knight trilogy bonus features the test screenings they did 
for actors as Batman, they pulled out a Val Kilmer suit and somehow all of them were able to fit into Val Kilmer's Batman suit. And, you know, and of course, Christian Bale, you know, we know the rest of history, but yeah, uh, to hear that he's back in the suit is already enough, but to hear that it's the same suit and it still fits. I mean, Caleb, what, what do you have to say about it? Well, I mean, I'm like you, whenever I read that, I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. But then I, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, well, he's, he is kind of a small dude. He's, he's been staying busy and, yeah. in the in the acting realm of things so he's still in great shape so i wasn't surprised to say the least yeah i mean we, we've mentioned it previously on geekverse but you know our excitement for the flash has everything to do with batman <laughs> showing up yes. which is it, it creates a bit of, of a problem when you think about it so is michael keaton helping or hurting the flash i mean i don't know i don't know if it's he- the movie or the character i don't know what do you think well, I mean, them being both Keaton and Affleck being in the film yeah. is definitely helping the film as far as wanting people to get out there. But maybe for those that are just like kind of like me with Spider-Man and wanting to have Venom and Spider-Man wait to meet until after No Way Home. Yeah. Like if you're a diehard Flash person, mm-hmm. I could see some frustration as far as, well, I'm finally getting a Flash film but they're hyping it up for Batman to Batman to be yeah. in this film. And they're not really hyping up the flash, even though it's called the flash. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's face it. He already has his own TV show, whether or not it is the same actor or the sure. same universe. It's still, yeah. <laughs> we've gotten like 19 seasons of run faster, Barry. So like, and I used to be a diehard flash fan on the TV uh-huh. show. So I'm over here roasting it now. I don't know <laughs> what's happened to my perspective, but, I will say this. I actually think that him showing up is helping the movie mm. a lot. And I think, and it's also helping the story. And I think it's helping the story in the same way that Tony Stark helped uh, get Spider-Man introduced in the MCU. And I mm. think having that mm. bridge was very helpful. And I think Batman, you know, being a part of the flash is going to help better establish the DC uh, EU. I think it's going to really you know, help bring those people together and, and really make that more cohesive Yeah. because we are going to be getting into some multiverse stuff and mm-hmm. having, you know, having the connectivity across, you know, the, the universe is there, I think is a good call. And I think having somebody like Ben Affleck return and of course, Michael Keaton as well is going to be really, really good. That's my, that's my perspective on it, whether or not it helps or, or yeah. hurts. I think it helps more than hurts. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, it hypes up the film more than probably I would be hyped up for it to begin with. I mean, I have been wanting to see a Flash film for a while, uh, but right now in the current state with like you, we've kind of mentioned with how Warner right. Brothers kind of botched all of this yeah. DCEU yeah. launch, yeah. Um, my hype train for the Flash went way down. But now yeah. that they're kind of going about it this way, it's it's yeah. getting there. So we'll see as it as they keep rolling content out yeah. for the Flash. Uh, we'll see as far as maybe how hyped I get. And speaking of that, as far as rolling out content, DC Fandom is coming up this weekend. So real quickly, what I wanted to do before we moved away from DC kind of news, which has been focused on Flash and Batman. What I wanted to talk about was maybe just some of our own expectations for DC fandom coming up this weekend. And I'll go ahead and kickstart it. Number one, I'm definitely expecting to see a new The Batman trailer, and they've confirmed that. So that's my high, like that's my highlight. That's what I can't wait to see the most. Uh, seeing that 
that trailer and new content for that film, which I hope is going to be incredible. But secondly, I don't know why this is number two on the list for me. Uh, but Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock that. Johnson, that film coming out. Yeah. I'm very excited to see some content on that. And I think we're definitely going to be getting some. And then I guess third on the list is if they want to release any Flash content which i'm assuming they're going to i know i think it was maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago we talked about the producer revealing that there wasn't going to be a trailer yeah i'm kind of doubtful of that i feel like we're going to get some form of teaser for it because we got new footage in the dc fandom trailer like we saw ezra miller as the flash in that and it was a new shot so i i think we're going to get some form of look at the flash movie but those are my top three things that i'm looking forward to the most dj what about you well i mean batman's my number one uh on the list and you know having looked over to see what you've got for our youtube folks you know i I wish i had seen this particular photo you used i don't even know you can't call this a photo this is just an image but it's got all of the different stuff that's coming up Mm -hmm. uh totally forgot about black adam so that that just kind of went on my list as you said there you go (laughs) um you know and i kind of i just forgot about it you know i'm i've I've, I've voiced it before i'm not a fan of shazam i i didn't like shazam i love shazam i mean i loved it in fact i didn't like it so much that 45 minutes in i was like how much longer do we have in this movie jeez and i and i'm usually not (laughs) that harsh on, on superhero movies i'm like yeah give it a chance so i pause it fast forward i'm like i still have like another 45 to an hour left in this thing and i was mm. like screw this and i just fast forwarded and i was like oh that's how it ends okay and wow. and so I, <laughs> I black adam needs to perform well for me to really okay. enjoy it i think so okay I'm lo- i think i'll say i'm looking forward to that you, you said that you kind of already took batman and the flash but the final thing is i would like to see a full-blown peacemaker trailer uh, I don't know if they're going to give us a full-blown Peacemaker trailer. I haven't seen anything about it. I do know that James Gunn is over on his Twitter really hyping it up. In fact, there's mm-hmm. a 1-800 number you can call um, about, like, and I think I haven't actually done it, but I think yeah. that I think John Cena picks up the phone or something, and he's like, I will, yeah. I will kill anything. Like, you know, really pulling on the strings that we established in the Suicide Squad, which – I was surprised that they decided let's give John Cena his own thing, you know? So for me, I want to see that just because I think it's going to be weird. And I've often said on both Mando talk and Geekverse, I love it when the things that we love about all these universes are weird. I just Mm -hmm. like weird stuff. Like, and I think that James Gunn is the perfect person to give us weird DC content. So if he gives us that weird DC content through Peacemaker, whether he's that actual like guy heading up the show or whatever, you know, I think it'll be really a lot, a lot of fun. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to for DC fandom. I bet they'll announce a lot of comics, like comic book stuff. And sure. Maybe a new animated series or two. New television shows yeah. or stuff like that. Stuff and, that probably won't take yeah. the meter as much for me personally, yeah. but stuff that big DC fans will get really excited for. Sure. And that was me like six or seven years ago. I was like hardcore into Arrow, Flash, and Gotham, and was following all of that. And then Marvel had to go and drop Daredevil and like ruin it all because... <laughs> 
daredevil was freaking awesome but yeah, yeah um and jessica jones i don't by the way if you're out there sleeping on jessica jones stop that's a great mm. show um but all that to say um I think DC fandom is going to have a lot of really cool surprises. Yeah. Let me add to the list something that we haven't mentioned yet. Aquaman 2. The Lost Kingdom. I think it's called the, it's either the Lost Kingdom or the Last Kingdom. I can't remember, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like alluding to Atlantis. Yeah. And I would have to guess. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for it because I loved the first Aquaman. Admittedly, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the best movie ever, yeah. but it, it was the yeah. visuals that w- were pretty cool. I love Jason Momoa, Game of Thrones. You know, you, you got to rep your boys. Um, so I can't wait to see that. I do think we'll get something, something sure. for that film. But anyway, again, we can't wait to see the event. I can't wait to discuss whatever comes from that event. Um, and let us know, you know, if, if you're out there watching this on the playback or you're live or you're on the podcast discord, you can click that link and come and share your thoughts on DC fandom, maybe before it happens and definitely during and after and tell us what you think of all of the trailers or teasers or images or all the things that are to come uh, from that event. All right. That is our DC coverage. But DJ, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with sure. our Marvel news well we do have some more and i was very proud of this pun marvelous marvel news i think (laughs) i think every now and then we need to be very proud of very strange and funny things that we can like personally speaking sure any if you if you're proud of a weird thing you came up with just flaunt it so anyway there you go more marvelous marvel news and this one hit today we had to add this to the show notes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i i was surprised to see it um just like a couple hours ago i was like what the heck isn't that isn't that the kid from we're the millers and the third narnia movie and the maze runner movies i was like (laughs) what anyway all i had to say will poulter that dorky looking dude from we're the millers who got bit by a spider and almost died in that one scene is set to become adam warlock Mm -hmm. in guardians of the galaxy volume three yeah this seems so off the wall. I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will I just, say as far as the casting goes, I think it's perfect. I think him as this character fits perfectly mm, with okay. James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy uh, vibe that he has set up. I don't think yeah. bringing in like somebody that's stone cold, uh, perfectly looks like the character matches with what James Gunn would want to do right. with Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think this is a hundred percent matching what James Gunn has laid out for Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. And I did in our notes, it's a question mark though. I don't know if he is because in the comics, Warlock has been a hero before, but I'm pretty sure that in the post credit scene for guardians of the galaxy 2 yeah it was alluded to that adam warlock was the guy that could you know wipe out the guardians yeah yeah so i'm gonna assume that this guy is gonna be our villain but we'll see we'll see well he'll definitely be that i think this is another one of those cases where he's billed as a not billed as a villain necessarily toward the end of the movie i think by the end of the movie we're going to be like oh we were fighting the wrong people the whole Mm. time kind of like uh avengers age of ultron-esque in a way but um for me honestly 
I still think it's an, a weird choice nonetheless. Okay. Okay. Um, but you said James Gunn and I was like, I always have to remember that James Gunn is the <laughs> X factor in anything he does because yeah, it's so, I mean, we saw the suicide squad and we've all, I mean, of course, guardians of the galaxy, like two very off the wall or three, I should say very off the wall um, stories. They're just, they're mm -hmm, just nuts. Mm -hmm. So, but I will say this about Will Poulter and I'll, I'll use a parallel when Chris Pratt was cast as Star-Lord, Peter mm -hmm. Quill, I remember seeing somebody was telling me, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to love it. It's, it's great. I was like, I had no idea what they were. I was like, is that a raccoon and a talking tree? I mean, yeah. I was it's like, what is this? And, and I like Lord of the Rings, but like, I want my talking trees to be <laughs> big. And I was like, what is this group? What? What? And so... I was pleasantly surprised to say the least. Um, and one of, it was one of the last Marvel movies I got to see before I left the movie theater work from working there. But I will say Chris Pratt totally transformed himself from goofy Andy to full on guardian. I mean, like I wrote it down this way, he went from goofy to guardian and he, he did such a good job of taking on Peter Quill that now I can't, it's like who else can connect the two? You yeah, can't. I can't. I can't like even and even when I go back and rewatch Parks and Rec, I'm like, mm -hmm. there's Andy. That's ah, yeah. oh, love me some Andy. Mm -hmm. But then I go watch Guardians or anything else, and I'm like, ah, Star Lord. Like they're not <laughs> they're not the same person. Yeah. And so he yeah. does a really good job, I'll admit. So all that to say, if Will Poulter can do what he does, like similar to what Chris Pratt did with Peter Quill and kind of take on this character of Adam Warlock and really kind of rearrange my expectations, then fine. I think that's great. I think it'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I'm kind of the same way. I mean, admittedly, it's weird whenever you see that guy with, yeah. you know, from we're the Millers and everything else that I've seen him in and, and transition that to a comic book character that could potentially be playing yeah. a villain. Like it's weird, but then you think about it and you think about, all of, really all the villains that have been in guardians of the galaxy are kind of goofy on certain on, on a certain well, level i think that's <laughs> i think that's james gunn's directing i mean exactly. i think he really knows how to do yeah. that and who knows this adam warlock may end up being the next loki i mean hey i'm i'm all for that i mean if he's the next like comedic like i don't not even comedic i don't even know i can't mm. even like define loki anymore you know because I root. He's the only villain I think I've ever he's rooted mischievous. for. Him. Yeah, I it's mean. fun. Like it's it's different. So if, if that's what if that's what Poulter does with uh, Adam Warlock, then more, pow up. more power to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. You tell us what you think of this casting. I think it has. Honestly, I think it has online split the audience. Like some people love it. I've also seen some people just like absolutely despise this casting. So you let us know uh, where you fall on in that discussion all right next up on our mar marvelous marvel news is my most anticipated marvel film to release uh for the remainder of the year and that's uh, of course because all of the game of thrones connections and that is eternals so eternals director chloe Zhao has confirmed both a mid and post credit scene in eternals that's the news drop that's the mic drop but i don't really think it's that big of a deal i think we would at this point expect that to be the case yeah but she did specifically say they are equally important in weight and both have big surprises for audiences so i'll just pause there i'll pass this to you dj okay. any thoughts start rolling in your brain whenever you hear this yeah. as she specifically says 
big surprises for audiences? Well, I think it's it's really difficult to make predictions about what we'll see in a mid or post credit scene because we haven't seen the movie yet. And I think that the movie story tells us a lot about those post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the expectations as to what is coming. And in this case, that's I think the timeline is Spider-Man, then Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Doctor Strange. I may have gotten the last two mixed up. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure which one's coming first. With so those. for me, I think, you know, these post credit scenes are going to have a lot to do with really, I think, Agatha Harkness in one in one respect. And then also directly affecting Doctor Strange 2, possibly Thor. I think Doctor Strange will affect um, Thor more than Eternals will. But I don't think it's going to affect No Way Home. I think what they want to do with No Way Home, there's so much happening in that movie that to add anything extra, aside from like maybe a post credit scene, you know, I I don't think that there's anything to really add to that. So these... These, I think, are going to carry, like, I really appreciate that Chloe Zhao said that it's going to carry weight because that's what I want to know about these post-credit scenes. It's what made Venom's post-credit scenes so good. Mm-hmm. I won't say it, just in case. Sure, sure. Um, but also, you know, you go back to, uh, what was it, Spider-Man, uh, the second one, the uh, uh, Far From Home, or maybe it was mm-hmm. Homecoming, where Captain America comes out at the mm-hmm. end and he's like, some things are just not worth waiting for. And I was like, thanks a lot, Marvel. Like that one, <laughs> I've never watched a post-credit scene and been mad until that one. And I was like, so now there's always this other factor of, is the post-credit scene crap or is it awesome? And sure. to know beforehand it's going to be something worth Important. waiting for, yeah, yeah. And that makes it a lot better for me. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking for it. Okay. I think the... Well, I don't know which one's going to which order it's going to come in, but here's one of the either mid or post. One of them is going to tease up Kit Harrington. He is in Eternals. Mm-hmm. He is playing, well, we know who he's eventually going to be playing, uh, but right now in this film, I believe he is just a basic human that might have a power or two that he is slowly realizing that he has. But Kit Harrington is playing Black Knight. Uh, in Eternals, but he hasn't been in any promotional material. They don't put him in the posters. He has been in the trailers, but like I said, he's just been in normal gear. He hasn't been like dressed up as a hero or anything. I think one of either the mid or the post credit scene is going to be setting up him as Black Knight a little bit more than what just the movie does. So I think they're going to, with one of the credit scenes, it's going to shoot off. Okay, here's a spinoff of this eternal story that we just told. But I also think maybe the other credit scene, like she's talking about in this quote, is going to then connect to one of these other bigger films that we have already gotten confirmation about. And I agree with you. I don't think it'll be No Way Home. I think it will more than likely either be Strange or Love and Thunder. But I'm feeling pretty confident in that statement of it being focused on making establishing that Kit Harrington will be back as Black Knight. Pretty confident in that. So who's black knight i don't know if i've ever heard that outside of monty python like i've never heard who that is what what that character is so well to be completely honest i'm not the comic book reader i just know that that's who he's been cast as 
Okay. It's Black Knight. And, you know, after we go off air, you know, we can, We're gonna can have show, you to. The, show you the image for it and everything. Yeah. But it has been confirmed that that's his character. And I know that that was a big deal with a lot of people whenever yeah. this announcement was made. But like I've said, I mean, we've seen it yeah. with teaser trailers and with character posters they've even released. Kit Harrington was nowhere to be seen in those individual right. character posters that they released a couple days ago. So I don't think his role is going to be important in Eternals. I mean, I say that it's going to be vital. He's obviously going to have something important mm -hmm. to do, some form of relevance. But I think that his powers will be teased to where then with a mid or post credit scene, it'll be like, OK, he's officially Black Knight. If you right. didn't catch the drift and he's getting his own movie show, whatever uh, you want. So does that connect to Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac? See, that's where it goes outside of my realm of knowing. Because, like, <laughs> now you follow my logic real quick. Got Black Knight. I'm assuming K N I G H T. And then Moon yes. Knight is definitely K N I G H T, which I, he's, he's decked out in white with a hood, last I checked. And it makes sense to have the White Knight versus the Black Knight. I mean, that's just old school Renaissance y type stuff there. So, now I now that I'm I'm backtracking now, what if this post credit scene has something to do with Moon Knight? I mean, do you think mm. Marvel do you think Marvel would go that far and be that gutsy out of the gate with Eternals to say, boom, we're already setting up Oscar Isaac in, as Moon Knight? Like, you know, the, do you think that would do that? Or, or I mean, I would certainly certainly like to see that kind of connection. Yeah. Uh Actually, I really like that a lot, if I'm being completely well, I honest. I don't know anything about the characters. So, yeah. you know, hearing hearing you say Dark, or not Dark Knight, that's Batman, Black Knight, you know, being this guy. And I didn't even realize, like, as soon as you said Kid Harrington's not in anything, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not. Like, mm -hmm. and I keep getting him mixed up with the other guy from um, Game of Thrones, because I'm not a Game of uh, Thrones guy. Richard Madden. Yeah, I keep seeing the main him. character outside of Angelina Jolie, the the yeah. second secondary character. He's the guy that does the Superman eyes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like watching that, I'm thinking that's not him, and then I'm like, well, is it? Like, no, 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 it's not. So every time I see something with that, I think, oh, that that's that guy. That's Kid Harrington. But it, mm -hmm. but I, I know it's not because I look at him and I'm like, oh, that's definitely not him. So I'm just now curious. Like, I wonder if that actually does that. If somebody has weird yeah. random Moon Knight knowledge. Now would be the time to drop that in the chat because Absolutely. that would be really, really good. I should have put my hood on for my Moon Knight stuff. <laughs> there you go. I am. I was doing, as you were kind of talking there, a Google search as far as just Black Knight goes. And, of course, you know, we're not scholarly here. So I clicked on Wikipedia for there Black you Knight. Go. There <laughs> um, you go. And, honestly, the biggest thing that pops out as I was just looking at the uh, – wikipedia page was that his first comic book appearance was an avengers comic and then secondly the next biggest thing that popped out to me was uh that he worked with dr strange to fight extra dimensional threats black, so black knight did yes well then it definitely has to go into dr strange one of that means okay That'd i'm cool gonna, i'm gonna call it benedict cumberbatch is in one of these post-credit scenes and it would not be the hmm. first time he's been in a post-credit scene. Right, right. Because we've seen him do all what was his post-credit appearance. Um, I can't even remember now. It was in one of those Thor movies. Like, no, it wasn't in Thor. It was setting up Thor. It was no, no, no. I think it was oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because it's when Thor comes to his 
place. Yeah, it set up the it set up Ragnarok. So whatever film it was in before Ragnarok, that's what we saw Doctor Strange. Was it at the end of Doctor Strange? That that was it. Yeah, just that Thor showed up. (laughs) I think it was. Yeah, that's what it was. So, you know, I I, I'm calling it this. Okay. There, the post credit scene is. I'm gonna just tell you what it is verbatim. Okay. Mm Kit Harrington is going to somehow realize he has powers towards the end of the movie in like okay. the third or fourth act. Okay. He won't use any powers. We'll go to the post credit scene or mid credit scene. He'll have powers. And then Dr. Strange is going to walk in a la Tony Stark at the end of uh, the incredible Hulk into the yeah. bar to talk to general Ross. That's what it's going to be. It's literally going to be that I'm calling. It I can see that. And then let me add to that. Okay. So he, Outside of being Black Knight, his name is Dane Whitman. Throughout Eternals, that's going to be his name. It's just going to be Dane, yeah. Mr. Whitman, whatever. Then we get to that mid-credit scene or post-credit scene, whatever. Maybe Strange walks in and says, you're our Black Knight. Let's go. And that's when yeah. we officially get that, get name, that drop name drop to yeah. those people out there that don't know that that's a character. Like me, and uh, the only yeah. reason why I know that it's Black Knight is just because as soon as I saw Kit Harrington was cast yeah, in Eternals, yeah, 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 they course. said he would be playing a uh, Black Knight. That's the only yeah. reason why I know who that who that character is. And that's is. totally fair on your end. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm honestly, I've just been treating Eternals like, like, I don't know what it is. Because I don't. Sure. Like, I don't I'm just, either. I don't I'm either. just <laughs> like, like, I know who Superman is. I At this point, I know who Iron Man is. I just, I'm trying to go into this like, with like zero expectations yeah yeah i I am too but hearing that we've got these post-credit scenes and thinking what they could do now that we know what we know thank you wikipedia (laughs) i think that's gonna help my like excitement for this movie because i'll just be honest up to this point it's been overshadowed by hawkeye by venom and by spider-man and and now that i'm hearing what we've got going on as far as this post-credit scene type stuff and what could happen. Mm-hmm. I, I really like where this is uh, headed. I also had, you know, I previously said something about Agatha. Uh, I'll just save that for the next one. Cause okay. we, well, we are going to talk Agatha here. In well, a I think we're ready for it. I mean, yeah. other than I'll just say this, if you have predictions for the mid or post credit yeah. scene for Eternals, please don't hesitate to let us know uh, because I'm dying to talk about Eternals. I can't wait for it to come come out, and I will definitely be yes. doing a spoiler review, spoiler discussion yeah. about Eternals, and I'm sure we'll be making some Game of Thrones connections uh, with that along the way. But, DJ, why don't you go ahead and take us to that, but, that next news piece? By we will be making Game of Thrones connections, <laughs> you mean you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair well, <laughs> our, our next and um, pretty much our final news piece is yeah. all about Agatha Harkness. And if you're like me, you were, uh, if you're listening or watching, you're uh, probably of that mindset of why the heck, where did this come from? Uh, maybe, I don't know. But Agatha Harkness is said to appear in multiple movies and shows across the MCU, according to Katherine Hahn's deal with Marvel Studios. Good on Katherine Hahn for not doing a one-and-done situation. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Marvel has gotten so big that they make even the most B-list of B-list look like the A-list. And I mean that both in actor and Mm -hmm. in character. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest with you, didn't know who Agatha Harkness was before WandaVision. 
And I'm still of the opinion that I didn't get enough Agatha to warrant multiple appearances mm, in the future. Okay. Okay. So, and I'm not saying that as like, I'm a dude and I don't like women. I'm not saying that I'm saying she was kind of there and it was weird. And then at the end and like the fourth quarter, they just say, here we go. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's, that's not enough for me to think, give me a whole everything, you know? Sure. So I'm just kind of trying to build my way into this at this point, you know, to see more of her uh, as just as she pops up. So, I mean, Caleb, with that being said, she's coming we're gonna mm -hmm. see her she's gonna show up where do you want to see agatha pop up i mean it would make sense i guess for her to somehow be incorporated maybe with an end credit scene in doctor strange multiverse of madness because she is now heavily connected to everything going on with wanda slash yeah. scarlet witch um I will say, though, I think my initial reaction to this news, and I'm like you, don't get me wrong. I, I liked the character of Agatha. It was great. I was surprised by this, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know if we had gotten enough of Agatha to warrant a, oh, we need multiple appearances from this character. But I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I think that the ending of WandaVision left that. I mean, she she was well, spoilers for WandaVision, if you haven't seen it, I'm, I am going to go ahead and say it because it's fine. been out for a while. Um, she was left clueless there toward the end. Yeah. So it, it's possible for her to somehow come out of that little sure. spell that's going on and then seek revenge or something. Because I do think there is want from the fandom fan base to see maybe a showdown between these two again yeah. uh, with how things were were left off so maybe that's where this is going to be coming into play for me if it's an if it's like a quick turnaround it's got to be dr strange multiverse of madness but if it's something that they are well away from i don't know where else we could possibly see it uh in the in the immediate future sure and i kind of worded these two questions in our show notes just a little different to kind of tweak it just a hair Mm. And hey, there it is, Hillary Foster in the chat. And I knew she'd chime in eventually because she loves herself some Agatha Harkness. There you go. Uh, she says, I need to see an Agatha versus Strange Wanda showdown. She's in the same camp as you, Caleb. And honestly, I, I'm there too. I think that we do need to see more Agatha versus Wanda. I've mm -hmm. just never gotten around to seeing like saying, okay, where where's that work? Sure. And so like I said, we have these two questions in our show notes. They're worded just a hair different. You know, where do we want to see Agatha pop up and where do we expect to see Agatha pop up? Mm. And you kind of did the expectation one just now, post credit scene. Right, right, right. And I think it would work in Doctor Strange best. Mm -hmm. Any, I, Honestly, anywhere in Doctor Strange. I think mm. it's the perfect place for that. It doesn't have to be a credit scene. Uh, shoot, uh, a, a credit scene at the end of Spider-Man. You know, No Way Home would be great. I think sure, that sure. would make sense because Doctor Strange is right there get in the movie set up there's a showdown i mean it'd be, yeah. i think that'd be great but where do i want to see agatha pop up i think in credit scene for eternals is where i want to see that mm. because it's such fresh news mm -hmm. put it out there as fast as you can did chloe zhao's quote come after this news or before that is a really good question i did not dig that deep because if the agatha harkness news came out before the quote could be a way to like, 
okay, ignore that for the moment and, and just sure. look at this. And they're eventually going to be the same thing, but we don't want you to think they're the same thing. Yeah. So what I'm looking up right now is I'm going to the deadline article. All right. So deadline article has this being released at 8.35 a.m. on October 7th. Okay, that's Catherine okay. Hahn. But okay. if we hop back over to Fandango's website, the Chloe Zhao thing is October 11th. Okay, so, so pretty fresh I think, news. I, I think you're on to something there. I mean, that's yesterday. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. I think it would make a lot of sense. Hey, let's let's say, okay, here comes this. And then it's it's literally, it's, it's Talladega Nights. Here's a little shake and here's a little <laughs> bake. It's That's what they're doing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they just they just did shake and bake on us is what they, yeah, did. they did. I mean, that's what they're doing. And so um, there can't be four people on the planet who've made that connection. But at the same time, let's just kind of put that out there and just think about that for a second. Yeah, and yeah. Marvel knows how to, I like to put it this way, weave together the quilt that is the MCU. Yes. Um, I'm from the South. We make quilts down here. So it just, it. It's right there, right on the top go. of the dump. So <laughs> when you when you stitch together the quilt that is the MCU, mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense. I think that that's where we would kind of see Agatha, you know, show up and, you know, and I actually made that, you know, before I even really thought it all out. I was like, hey, you know what? It makes sense for her to go here. I hadn't thought anything out until just now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's where we, where I want to see Agatha. I think now with the, two articles coming out within days of one another and kind of direct your attention. Mm -hmm. I think that that makes sense. So what about you? Anything else you want to add to that? No, other than I still expect it in, I still expect it later with Dr. Strange, but now that you have been saying all that, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it pop up. I am a very convincing Eternals. person. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have, <laughs> I have the ability. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, you tell us what you guys think about. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> our chat uh my wife is back in the chat and she says kind of like what she her actions with a little asterisk she says sure searches etsy for a marvel quilt you know what marvel quilts on etsy ought to be a thing if it's not already i would say it probably is it's gotta be surely yeah. surely yeah. i need to see this link i gotta <laughs> i'm gonna sh if if hillary finds the link to an etsy store that makes marvel quilts i will drop it in discord Okay. Uh, that'll be oh there's a quick little plug join our discord hey join our discord at mando talk we talk all things geekverse we talk spoilers we have a specific channel for that and we also talk star wars a lot because let's a face ton. it star wars is the best it, it, it is will the always best. be absolutely um, and then it's and then it's lord of the rings and then game of thrones and then, is like no, no, retract. <laughs> i love it i love picking on it anyway that's what we have to say about agatha harkness you guys tell us what you think in the comments or tweet at rebels come text and armando talk to let us know what you think about anything we talked about but i want to hear agatha i really want to know what you want what's our next song what's Ag what's agatha all along part two sound like that oh would, man that dude i i sang that song around the house for weeks so after catchy it's, it it's extremely catchy along. it was perfect. i mean it was perfect. yeah it was great it was great and we have it queued up now i'm just kidding I'm just <laughs> no kidding. we don't we don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right man. well listen like you said let us know what you think of that agatha news we have one final thing to discuss but before we go into it this is our last thing 
Uh, so uh, we always try to do this with our last things. Sad. Here's our so sad. So sad. spoil. Last yeah, it is kind of sad that you know thing. this episode's coming to an end. I mean, we'll have <laughs> it's to okay wait. though. We'll be back Thursday. That's right. First we'll be back Thursday. Discussion. Okay. <laughs> last thing, if you have not seen Marvel's What If yet, we are fixing to discuss spoilers for the finale. So if you haven't seen it. Uh, binge watch it real quick and then come back and, and listen to our spoiler analysis that we did really at the end of all of our Geekverse yeah. reaction episodes recently, uh, except for maybe the week or two that I just couldn't find the motivation to watch the set episode. But we have covered all of them it's at fine. some point. Yes. At some point. So anyway, spoilers, spoilers for Marvel's What if let's get our crazy gas station inflatable arms waving spoilers <laughs> for marvel's what so much if fun finale are coming in so again fixing to show an image especially if you're on youtube i'm gonna show an image that was pulled straight from the finale episode so final warning and we appreciate you listening if you have not uh if you don't want to watch or listen to for, the spoiler for talk. Our, for our audio listeners, I just made the dumbest face ever. <laughs> Give like, oh, it's on the screen? <laughs> anyway. Let's do it. Let's go Marvel's on. What If spoilers for the finale. <laughs> Here we go. First thing, I just now, today, before the show, watched it. <laughs> just now? <laughs> out for what a week and a half two weeks what? at this point a week i just but... watched it just watched it <laughs> if that does not sum oh, up man. my passion oh for my what god if, i don't know what else does man i oh, don't know so what funny. else sums up my experience with viewing oh, what if on a weekly basis other than watching it literally an hour before we went live tonight so that's the first thing that i wanted to say dj do you have a response to that yeah first of all that explains why you didn't respond to me on discord <laughs> i uh i private message caleb like daily and we talk back and forth all the time on discord but like that explains where i was like trying to like hey man it's been a long day just a heads up no response hey i'm ready to go hit it like that i'm like all right. <laughs> anyway, that's my initial response to finding that information out. Beyond I was busy, that, man. I had to get it's, prepped. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's so funny. Um, no, I, I will say, as far as what if went, it, mm -hmm. it's a solid show. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, clearly it's not for everybody. And I think when it comes down, like I remember talking to my dad about this and i was like hey are you gonna watch what if and he was like well, yeah it's live action right and i was like no it's <laughs> not live action it's it's an animated series and he kind of goes no like he was upset mostly because he he really really enjoyed agent carter's tv series and so when he found out captain carter was going to happen he was like let's go like he was excited so to to find out that it was animated for him. And I imagine a lot of people, it kind of just took a turn down, down, you know, boring street for a lot of people. And, um, but for me, I was never really bored. I, I don't think I had one episode where I was just like, this is, I wanted, it wasn't like Shazam for me, you know? I mean, I must be like in the weirdest minority when it comes to that, by the way, because I've yeah. heard nothing but good things about that. And I'm like, that sucked. I hated that. But anyway, we're talking about what if, what if I, I think, I'm ready for season two. I think that they can give a whole lot of things, but I will say this. I, I tried to 
when I watch a series like this, I try to have a standout character. And for me, the standout character in What If ended up being Black Widow. Um, mm. In each episode that Black Widow was in, it brought about something just something that I felt like really needed to be there. And I think that they did that a lot in what if to kind of help bolster the character of, of um, black widow, because I'm not, I'm not saying she was never given her moment to shine in any of the movies. I mean, if it wasn't for her sacrifice in infinity war, we would not have gotten moments that happened in Endgame. Um, so to see her, and I am going to do a spoiler really quick um, for what if, when you look at what happened at the end of the final episode of what if, and what if the watcher broke his oath, that is a really cool moment for the watcher to say this particular universe over here lost its widow. You can fill that gap. And to also know that I mean, my, I was watching it with my wife and she looked at me and she goes, that means that she can come back mm -hmm. in live action. And so that for me was a big deal to hear that. I was like, whoa, I hadn't even yeah. thought about that being an option. And now here it is playing in front of us. So that's that like was my, my initial takeaway. When I saw that moment, good. I was like, oh, oh, crap. Uh, we yeah. could see ScarJo come back, baby. <laughs> and I think that would be great because I really wanted to see Black Widow in Endgame. Mm -hmm. and well, she, more more i mean yeah 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 there you go oh it was go. her sacrifice was in Endgame, not was Infinity that, War. the big middle middle part yeah, my of bad. Endgame. sometimes you know movies just kind of seem connected really like well the that's the beauty of infinity war and Endgame. they flow with yes, each other beautifully they flow better than most you know sequel type films where mm -hmm. there's a part one a part two i mean it flowed so well but all that to say watching her I saw like now I saw see why you were kind of making that. What are you talking about, face? But like that's, I had that's, to think for a second. <laughs> that's on me for getting it kind of mixed up. But anyway, that's that's for me the big thing there. Um, Caleb, what are, what are your not just your overall thoughts about the Black Widow stuff, but really the whole series? I mean, you know, do you want a season two? Do you, you think it can do better, worse? I mean, what do you think? Well, I am very happy with this finale. If it, it finally delivered what what was missing for me. You know, the first eight episodes, well, really the first seven is when they felt like they were just their own stories and they were never really going to connect. But really the past two made it to where, okay, obviously this is heading toward one situation, one plot point. And that was really great to see. I'm very thrilled with that decision because it, it made me very happy uh, with the finale. What I, do you don't, got? I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. But we... In the chat, Hillary says she's curious to see how they would reintroduce Black Widow, but mostly Clint's reaction. That makes me wonder, what if at the end of Hawkeye's season finale, is this a one-off or multiple seasons? Have we found that out yet? I think it's a one-off. Okay, so let's just say it's a one-off and say we get a post-credit scene and it's Clint meeting um, Black Widow again. Mm -hmm. And they're together again, but it's Black Widow from other universe. Right, they, right. That that's how they drop her back in. You know, that would be something. Yeah. That would that would split the space time continuum like big time. Well, okay. Here's my question that I'm still thinking about too. Yeah. When she was thrown back into a different universe, mm -hmm. was Steve Rogers Captain he America was, there? He, he was. 
So is this the same universe then, or is it a different well, one? I don't did, think it did. Black yeah. Widow die in a previous What If episode? That's because if if she did, then maybe that's the universe that she was dropped into, huh. and not the universe that's, that we're specifically talking that's, about. That's a really good question. Because even Loki's there with the Tesseract, his little staff. Interesting. And I know that that's not what he currently I mean, has. I need to go back Endgame. and rewatch that finale because I've got this is sparking so many. Because currently, yeah. I mean, currently after Endgame, Loki is with the TVA. Last we see him, right? He's yeah. not a but because what they're what they're on is they're on that little they're platform. On the, yeah, they're on the uh, fighting. What's it called? The aircraft carrier that yeah. flies. Yeah, yeah. I don't, so I'm not a hundred percent sure that she was dropped into our Marvel Cinematic Universe well, that we've come to know. I don't think that's what she's saying. I'm just saying, and I don't think that's what I'm saying either. I really think what's taking place is, let's just say we can pluck any Black Widow out of any sure. universe and yeah. drop her into the MCU timeline that we've known for the last 11 or 12 years, you know? Yeah. Like that... That is what I'm that's what I'm trying right. to get. I think that that is now a massive possibility. Yeah, well, and even just that idea, maybe the watchers watching Black Widow in, in this universe and he's like, oh, OK, you need yeah. to be brought back here because here's a Black Widow spoiler uh, for those of you that haven't seen Black Widow post credit scene. Her sister is being tempted by a villain. Uh, maybe the watchers like uh, your sister's getting into something and you need to go into this universe yeah. to handle that. That, that would, would be, be pretty cool. Just the implications perfect. of that being a possibility of Black Widow going to a Black Widow less universe. Oh, that's pretty great. interesting. That's, pretty a, interesting. that's Black Widow, too. That's a sequel right there. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I would watch. sign me up for that. I'd watch yeah. that in a heartbeat. That's fantastic stuff. Well, I mean. You know that we spent way more time talking about Black Widow than I really thought we would. <laughs> well, that again, that was my biggest takeaway too. I mean, when I was watching that, I was like, was, "Oh crap, what does that mean?" There's some implications she, behind that. Was she your standout character, like she was for me, or you know, a totally different ball game for you? Was there another standout character at all? My standout character was Captain Carter at the end of it all. Okay, I think they want yeah. to do more with her. I think they need to bring back Haley Atwell. I yeah. mean, just put her in live action. She just and that stood to... out to me. I think it's very yeah. evident that they want to do more with Captain Carter specifically. Well, I mean, and, and I don't know if you did this, but I decided to go ahead and break down my, what are my favorites, you know, like in order of mm. all nine. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear yours. Well, Captain Carter's number two on my list, mm. you know, and I, it stayed there after seeing all nine. I just, it was my most anticipated you know, people still call me crazy for saying I almost prefer that to Captain America. Crazy. But again, I like the implications <laughs> of it. I like what that could do. And, man, I just want to see Peggy Carter kick Tony Stark in the nads. I mean, I just think that would be hilarious. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, she 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 was friends with Howard, but Tony's way different than Howard. I just think that'd be hilarious to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be worth it, honestly. But so. You know, I've got her in my number two spot, but number one, Doctor Strange's episode. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Mm -hmm. So Agreed. that's episode four is in my number one spot. Captain Carter's number two. Um, the finale is my third one. I would say for me, it's probably my number two. Okay. What's your, what do you have that's different than mine? Do you think? So far, my number one is with you. Strange. Okay. Strange. Number two, the only thing I would say so far compared to yours is I would put the finale there. Okay. 
And then, then after the finale, I wrote down <clears throat> episode eight. What if Ultron won? That's probably I, my number three. You see, I was just so intrigued by that, that I was like, that's gotta be top five, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then my number five is what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Okay. Um, well, I and just, I think we're on the same page there now. Cause I would probably yeah. put Captain Carter at four. And okay. then number five, I would agree with you. Okay. And then I have zombies, right? Number six. Okay. Yeah. And then I have, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes and number seven. Okay. Which is the one where uh, Hank Pym decides to go yeah. down the rabbit yeah, yeah, hole. Yeah. And then um, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? I have second to last, which, you know, for me, that one actually was the only one I was like, I don't. Like I could take or leave this. Mm -hmm. And then last for me is party Thor. What if Thor were an only child? I just, I still, yes. <laughs> I still hate that episode. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that one. And, and I, I was talking with my dad. I, I see my dad every day. I work with my dad. Mm -hmm. I see my cousin almost every day and I work with him too. And we all talk Marvel in between work stuff. And when we're not busy and both of them were like, I really like party Thor. And I was like, I can't stand it. And my dad said it best, I think, when he said, um, you either really like some of these or you just don't. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's got very different opinions on other episodes than I do. Mm -hmm. And I've, mm -hmm. I've got friends I've talked to and you and uh, people we've talked to in Discord and on Twitter and all everything else. And just hearing hearing the differences in, in opinions on those is actually a lot of fun. But it's cool to see that you and I are only different in like one like, or two spots. Yeah, like yeah. a couple. Yeah. I'm curious to see if, if you're a member of our discord and if you're not, you should just drop us. What are your, what's your best to worst, if you will, of what if, because it, it was a good series. And I think yeah. when, once season two comes out, it'll really help, you know, continue to build that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of strange. We're building a world. We already know in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, final things that I would say here, uh, number one, I think it was beneficial for me to experience viewing an animated yeah. marvel show and the reason for that is i think it put me in a spot to understand maybe why people that aren't diehard star wars fans can't get into star wars animation like for me because i'm yeah. because marvel is not number one for me it was hard for me to keep up and stay motivated with what if so it was good for me to be put in that position because that lets me know moving forward that hey maybe people don't connect with just animation as much as people would hope and i think that's by design like obviously people know that that's yeah. how, that's what it's going to be like but it was good for me to experience that without it being star wars and come to grips with okay it's okay for fans to not react to this as much as other things so i wanted to mention I, that real quick i think that's a very very fair way to kind of parallel that because again we are a star wars podcast at the end of the day we're going to focus a lot of time on that. So it mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to say, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to say that because it's not my number one either. You know, yeah. Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. But it, it makes all the sense in the world when you put it that way. Yeah. And then the only other final thing that I would say is I think I would have enjoyed it more had it been a binge watch and not a weekly thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the joy that I get from binge watching things that I've never seen before or watched for the first time is far and away different than going week to week. And, you know, what if kind of didn't hurt me that way. I just feel like I'm with you on that. Like, I totally get that perspective. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. You got any other final thoughts on uh, what if? Man, not on what if. No, I think that, you know, it's going to be one of those things that, 
you know, if it only does two seasons or if it they decide to randomly cancel season two, which I don't see happening. I think I just thought of something. Go ahead. I, whatever you have to say is more important than what I have to say. <laughs> Sorry, the Gamora thing. That's season two, yeah. Clearly, I, I think I read something where yeah. they weren't able to do the production on that episode to include yeah. it in this season. I will say I was two. I was distracted with that because I was able to connect with, oh, yeah, I know this character from the previous sure. episode. I know this is getting pulled from that. I was distracted a little bit seeing Tony Stark and Gamora um, on that location where, oh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, oh, with the um, the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was distracted by that a little bit. And, and well, I mean, it helped me to know that they had to cut it, but yeah, that's true. But I but get it, where you're at. Yeah, those were just my thoughts. I was distracted there for maybe five to ten seconds, <laughs> and then I I was back into it. And sorry, good. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, as you I, were saying that about season two, I remembered that that was one thing that I did want to mention about this finale. Well, yeah, and then I'm glad that you did because it will jump into season two. I think mm -hmm. that'll be one of the first couple episodes because it didn't get finished for season one. They're gonna want to say what you missed in season one, whatever. And yes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But all that to say, if this is one of those shows, I think that when we go back in five, six years after it's finished, it's run of two, three, four seasons, mm -hmm. I'm not seeing anything past four seasons. Personally, no. um, we can only do this for so long, but all that to say, um, I think it'll be one of those shows. We really in, like, Oh, you remember that? Let's go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Cause it, it, it plays into, spider-man five i don't know yeah well and here we go I'm, I'm connecting this to star wars star wars animation opens up possibilities into live action stories this yeah. is what that is at the end of all of this is what what if has yeah. done all of these different possibilities of plucking people out of different little sure. multiverse yeah. universes whatever and putting them all together is now something that as a Marvel cinematic viewer knows, oh, that fits. That makes yeah. sense. We've seen this before. And that way, whenever you see it for the first time live action, you're not like, oh, well, that's just plot line messiness right there. Uh, but now that we've been given that expectation in animation form, they'll be able to do that. So I do think what if will impact the franchise of Marvel moving forward in that direction and in that light. And then outside of that, obviously with uh, more seasons, but that is there our final thoughts on Marvel's. What if you let us know what you thought of that animated series overall, we would love to hear your thoughts on that. And that is our geek verse reactions episode for this week. And I am so thankful and appreciative for you uh, taking the time to listen to this episode. Admittedly, we did go pretty long there, but that's fine. I mean, we spent some great quality time on each of those topics. I felt the, ne the need and the necessity to discuss the finale there of what if in that kind of detail, because I do think, again, there are some implications there that could impact the movie and live action series uh, events going forward but anyway thank you so much for your support thank you so much for the listen wherever you are listening or watching uh, which if you're watching you're only exclusively on youtube and speaking of youtube be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit the like button uh, click the share button and share it with a friend tell a friend to tell a friend do all those good things and we greatly appreciate it i have nothing else to say except i'll pass it on to dj to say his final words and to send us out of here
I'm super still, I'm still super excited that we hit 100 subscribers. Was it last week during, yeah. well, I don't know if it was during Mando talk or it was a during, week today. Cause we did it during, so it, was our, during it was during our venom. Let there right. be carnage spoiler discussion, which you can still go back and watch or listen to. It'll yes, be there forever until the end of time or until this all comes to a crashing halt. But yes, you know what? It's not going to, we're never, we're not going anywhere, baby. So yeah, all that to say, thank you for those of you who are subscribing. We have since last week gained three more. So we're at 103 hey. slowly ticking out, ticking off the numbers to get to that 200 by book of Boba Fett. There you go. There's our can, updated goal. <laughs> we can do it. You can help and do everything you can to share geek versus Mando talk, especially if you are a variant across different universes and speaking yeah. of di different universes, let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you on Thursday for some more Star Wars stuff. And on top of that, we will see you on Earth 2.